0: You are slipping into a distorted dimension. Reality and fantasy are changing places past the event horizon. Bullies are victims. Men are women. And abuse is love. You weren't here just yesterday. Reality is still out there. But to find your way back, you have to notice it. And now, The Disaffected Podcast with Joshua Slocum.
1: It seems that it's putting more, you know, I don't care, really. Um, it seems it puts a lot of, pre- well, I do care to the extent that it involves me, but it seems to be putting a lot of pressure on women. Because if women are being sort of conditioned you know, by their own to think that if they stay at home, then they're being oppressed. Well, no one, obviously that's not true, but to hear it said out loud, you know, if you are of the mindset, you don't want to be oppressed. Um, and you, you look at that as something that I can do or not do. So I don't take on that label of, of being oppressed. Um, and then, yeah. you know, some, some, some may do it for sake of being able to use the label of being oppressed. Um mm
2: so I don't know I just it <sighs> it's so I, I, it's just it's remarkable to me remarkable to me how out of step this kind of this class of women and the way they think how out of step they are with so many women who I speak to now that I never spoke to before who are stay-at-home mothers by choice they've made a decision as a family that this can work for them economically but that their children need a full-time parent and the house needs a full-time homemaker and somebody to run <laughs> the household. Well,
1: shame them immediately. <laughs> they need to be shamed publicly.
2: I don't know. In, how, how is it well I suppose it's I just wonder how it is that that women like this, who, who's, whose attitudes and concerns are really out of step with millions and millions of, of real everyday women. But yet this kind of, I don't know what you call it, third, fourth wave feminist idea we, is presented to us and we all sort of act as though this is the voice of women. And it isn't, it's the voice of a very particular, economically comfortable, overeducated class of women. It's not ordinary people hmm well that could be good news um well it would be good no. news i think if well it isn't good news because they dominate the conversation they set the agenda they set the agenda for what news talks about what public policy talks about uh, yeah
1: for now i mean i'm i don't know i'm you know even i'm i'm talking with more and more people that do seem to be you know, people that used to disagree with me, even now saying that, you know, you know, this I didn't think about it that way. And, you know, you were right about this. Um, so I do think more people are coming around. It's possible for the moment to pass. But the level, you know, I just wonder if the personality disorders have been ingrained so much because of things like technology and you know family dynamics and whatnot everything you talk about that it just it doesn't matter because it'll take on a different form when it does pass um and i don't know i guess that remains to be seen uh but
2: yeah you you may be right about that it's and and i guess it's worth remembering that the media media jobs um and and i don't I don't know if um, Jill Filipovich is, you know, has necessarily a media job, but it's, it's in this same sort of circle, you know, public figure talking head. Mm-hmm. They, you know, I've talked about the list of professions that attract the greatest number of uh, sociopaths mm-hmm. and surgeons is one of them, but media personality is in the top 10. Uh Well, <laughs> which makes sense, you know, and, and I, I don't, I'm sure that it's not, it's not merely that it attracts just sociopaths. It's going to attract anybody who's, who's more on the narcissistic end of the scale. Sure. So there are going to be a lot of them in there who aren't psychopaths, but they may be full on clinical narcissists um, is going to be very likely. And they just don't represent the, the voice of, of, you know, the average person in this country. And I suppose they never have, but it just seems so much worse than it used to be.
1: Well, then everyone who doesn't agree must, everyone who doesn't agree must be self-loathing. You know, internalized misogyny. I have internalized misogyny and, and, you know, all the, I mean, are we sick of this yet? Isn't this, I'm sick of it.
2: I've had internalized misogyny for eight years and nobody will help me with it. I hate myself for being a woman, but you didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) well and that's why you don't do
1: it um so yeah i don't know i don't i don't know what the you know what the end result is it just seems that you know when you're able to get this crazy over anything for any for any purpose um you know just a little bit of you know just a little bit of uh, media support just a little bit of cnn msnbc um you know, you get driven into this, you get all riled up, you know, into this sort of state. You know, tomorrow they could say that mice catch COVID and have mandated house foggings and, and <laughs> it, would, it would only take a week before everyone was like fighting for it and calling you a Nazi if you didn't support
2: it. Or, you know, right.
1: You, you're, you're trying to kill your neighbors <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes no, that's I'm exactly just... what i'm trying to do by the most indirect and inefficient method possible <laughs> well that just only, that just proves that i'm a psychopath because i enjoy seeing the long drawn out suffering
1: right right There's right. an well... for
2: everything kevin <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> okay. i don't know
1: i i have no good news on that i mean it's just, it's more, you know, how long have
2: we been going? And it's just always more crazy after more crazy. Um, after more so. crazy, I know. Well, there was something else I was thinking about. Uh, and this, this touches on both this conversation about this sort of very narcissistic female media personality read on the world. But it also touches on the people who jump up to defend the service workers, no matter how bad their behavior is. I've noticed this. Um, it's very frustrating because... Some of, some of the people who fall into this category and defend this kind of stuff do have histories of being exploited and mistreated. They've been abused. And when we're talking about women, many of these women have been abused by men, whether it's sexual abuse, uh, physical striking and hitting, or I was going to say mere narcissistic abuse, but that's a terrible way to say it. They, they do have these histories many of them, but what tends to happen, if you go along you don't examine that and you don't find some way to look back on your life and reevaluate these things, you can get stuck in these patterns that get set when you're really young. And it can, it can push you into, there's something borderline-esque about it. And I'm not, I'm not saying if you think this, that means you have borderline personality disorder. I don't mean that, but there is a borderline quality to it that tends to, it reinforces itself over time. It's the the seeing of yourself as a victim primarily. And if you see yourself as a victim primarily, you frequently project the idea of victimhood onto other people. And I think that's what's going on with a lot of these people. I think they see themselves that way and they may well have been victimized, but they haven't been able to get to the next step where they say, okay, if that's the case, what is going on with me? What choices have I been making who brought these kind of people into my life? Right. Because there are very few of us who just run into bad luck all the time. Doesn't mean that we deserved the abuse or the mistreatment, But we do tend to attract these people overtly and implicitly until we examine why we're doing that. Um, So I think it just becomes self-reinforcing. I don't know how to get people out of that. I say that a lot. I don't know how to get people out of this stuff because I don't know if anybody could have gotten me out of it. I had to get me out of it. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, maybe you were the last great hope because... If they don't know what kerosene is, it's, you know, and I know it's just a few, you know, it's not everyone, but um, I could imagine, you know, to get out of that is very difficult. Um, well, it is
2: difficult. And it seems to me that it, it takes a tragedy. Uh, <laughs> it It takes a confrontation of some sort. It takes a, it takes facing some situation that is so dire and so emotionally provocative that it, it strips your usual defenses away and forces okay. you to think about it differently. Yeah, hold that thought and we'll come back after the break.
0: Kevin and Josh work themselves to the bone to bring you dark and disturbing content every week. There are starving listeners overseas who get no podcasts at all. Show appropriate gratitude today by making a donation at patreon.com forward slash disaffected or at subscribestar.com forward slash disaffected. Do it for mother.
2: And we're back. That was the least smooth and suave segue. I'm sorry I cut you off on that, Kevin. Did you have more to say about it?
1: No, that was the end. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> All right, then I'm not sorry. Oh, I
1: want to make the beginning of your next block as bumpy as possible, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, here's what, I, here's what I pulled out. We can talk about this for the last uh, segment here. This is from oh, that cesspit Reddit. And the subreddit is cisparent. Trans kid.
1: Oh, good. Doesn't that sounds delightful. That's fun. Let's do that one.
2: Pit of Munchausen Vipers, that.
1: <clears throat>
2: <laughs> so I'll read it to you. Title is Husband Refuses to Let Our Trans Kid Medically Transition. Well, first thing, base husband. Um, and I hope he wins. So she says, right. Our 14 year old, assigned female at birth, fab." For those of you who don't know, (laughs) that means she's a girl. (laughs) She was assigned girlhood. They just looked and just because, like, just because they saw a vulva, they just assumed that she was a girl without even asking. (laughs) It's the mom saying this. Go on. Yeah, it's mom. Okay, so our 14-year-old girl came out last year as trans, My husband and I have been supportive in using proper pronouns, new name, et cetera. However, my husband still seems to think that this is a phase and went ballistic when I mentioned him, she's referring to her daughter, Kim, going on testosterone. My son and I have met with a counselor at the gender clinic twice. Oh no. And he referred us to a medical doctor well yeah well let's let's get to the end of the story they went to a counselor at the gender clinic twice and he referred us to a medical doctor so that they could answer any medical questions we have when i told dad about this his response was why can't we just treat it with a dose of reality and teach them to accept their body (laughs) again based dad then she says how do you even come to a middle ground with someone who thinks that way (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure if I need advice or just needed to vent. I'm just sort of speechless and don't know what else to say to him right now.
1: She needs something else.
2: Yeah. <sighs> uh, I mean.
1: It's very this, sad. He's it, the kid's stuck. I mean, oh, she's yeah. going to push it on. You know?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> and, and notice the reversal. I, I know I point this out all the time, but it really is the biggest tell of somebody who's, de- who's uh, relating to you narcissistically and dishonestly. The reversals. She says, his response was, why can't we just treat it? Sorry, listeners, I live near the airport and that is probably JetBlue.
1: I'm so glad that, oh, I was hoping it was the military. Damn.
2: No, no, the military jets are so bad that it would just overmodulate and, and nobody could hear anything.
1: Yeah, but they'd uh, they, hear you complain. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jeremy. Oh
2: my God. Those fucking <laughs> F 35s. All right. So, dad says, why can't we just treat it with a dose of reality and teach them to accept their body? And her response to that is, I don't even know how to talk to somebody who thinks that way. No, bitch, it's you. You're the crazy but one. You are running crazy. out of people to talk to.
1: I mean, yeah.
2: Well, you know, if we still had insane asylums like we are, you know, like we should, then she would have people to talk to. She probably doesn't know
1: how to pe- talk she probably doesn't know how to talk to people who think that
2: way. I mean, maybe that's true. Maybe it's just a is it, you know, it I know, but isn't it amazing that she thinks her husband is an, is the insane one? He's, he's saying, the crazy one, right? Yeah. Yeah you know, this is a 14 year old girl who's telling you she's actually a boy and wants to go on testosterone that will sterilize her for god's sake and her husband's saying it's a phase why don't we treat it with a dose of reality and she thinks he's crazy Yeah
1: well I saw a uh, Babylon B meme and uh, I think it was Babylon B some time ago where there may, I think it was I think it was the B that uh, said that their kid identified an astronaut and the dad was building a rocket to shoot him up into space um, because, you know, they, they need to be supportive. Wait, and I think what? was another. Say this there to was me
2: again.
1: A, a Babylon Bee meme with. Oh, a parent oh Babylon Bee's
2: a satire publication. Yeah,
1: two parents <laughs> and a kid. And the kid identified as an astronaut. Um, so the parents were uh, building a rocket ship to send the kid to the moon.
2: <laughs> well, naturally, all your dreams must come true, mustn't they? It already is true. Listen to her favorite response that she got. God. I definitely recommend looking into puberty blockers immediately. Your husband may be more willing to entertain that idea than testosterone, and puberty blockers allow time without irreversible puberty to allow a child to make an informed decision about hormone replacement therapy when they're a little older. It's extremely likely that the medical doctor will recommend puberty blockers when you meet with them has your husband ever gone with your son to see the gender counselor do you think he might be willing to speak with the gender counselor sometimes reluctant parents are reassured by hearing things from an adult professional instead of from their kids
1: (laughs) it's paid to respond to this nonsense you know that just sounds so i
2: definitely recommend looking into puberty blockers immediately you people oh my god for That doesn't even make sense in this situation, because I don't know if this is new to, to this respondent, but by the time girls are 14 years old, they're mostly all the way through puberty, if not mm-hmm. fully through puberty. Mm-hmm. By the time they're 14, their breasts are fully developed, their sexual reproductive system is fully developed, their hips have already widened, they don't get any taller. By the time a girl is 14, she's as tall usually as she's ever going to be, and she's usually sexually mature as well. That doesn't mean I think she can be diddled with, but the fact is she's capable of getting pregnant. Uh, So puberty blockers, there's nothing to block. It's already done. And here comes another jet. And what if you start the puberty blockers halfway through? Notice this too. She says, (laughs) puberty blockers allow time without irreversible puberty. Notice how they are characterizing puberty as a pathology. Mm -hmm. We want them to go through that irreversible puberty and then they're just saying, but the puberty blockers are reversible. Nobody knows if they are. And there's evidence to suggest that they're not fully reversible. I mean, and what, what
1: do they even mean by reversible in that context? I mean, once the time that you would have naturally gone through puberty passes, who's to say that a delayed puberty is going to be the
2: same as your original puberty? Um, or lead to the same results. Or, and will, um, there, will there even be a delayed puberty? I don't know the answer. I've tried to find the answer to this question. Actually, if anybody listening knows of any actual well done research on this, I would like to know the answer to it. Let's say you put a kid on puberty blockers at age nine. And let's say that you continue that until age 18 or, or even just 14 or 15 and you stop, what happens? does puberty start again or is there some clock in the body that says that time has already passed does anyone know Hmm. I don't know but I suspect it's not straight I'll bet you anything it's not straightforward I'll bet you anything that they don't you don't just start going through normal puberty at 15 or 18 when you stop them and people forget this too but Part of the maturation process that comes with puberty is not just your gonads and your hormones, it's actually your brain. Right. Yeah, we'll just gamble with it. Um, What's happening to these kids' brains? If this, if this is stopping puberty, is it also stopping neuronal development in the brain? I don't know, but it seems highly likely that it would have an effect.
1: Would people feel differently if they saw it as elective also? Well, I mean, you know, someone like, people like you and I would say, well, I don't believe someone can be born in the wrong body. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you know, to start this sort of
2: psychological chemical process
1: to transition.
2: Yeah. So what do you mean would people think of it differently if it were elective?
1: If you think it's necessary, if you think it's medically necessary, it seems like you can be pushed or nudged into you know, accepting something more extreme. I could, Um, but if you believe that this is some sort of, you know, people are coming towards it through, coming to it through some kind of psychological distortion, um, and that it's not, you know, that it really is just sort of a a phantasm of the mind, then, you know, you would have to choose for it, like plastic surgery. I wanna look some other way. Would you give plastic surgery you know, to your, you know, fourteen-year-old daughter, that's true. Who wants a nose job. Well, um, we we know a how record.
2: people used to react to that because we'd see we'd see those cases from time to time on shows like Maury Povich. You know, my fourteen-year-old mm-hmm. daughter got you know got nose surgery and it changed her life. You know, people were reacting really badly to that. I don't mm-hmm. know if they would anymore because part of this whole modern idea about you choose your identity is concepts like necessary and elective have been blurred so badly that people don't mm-hmm. distinguish from them and they don't distinguish them anymore
1: if your and, daughter and, likes and surgery teach- she's gonna love bottom surgery
2: <laughs> <laughs> ask for it by name mm-hmm. this is going to be the most jet infected show i've put out yet because these bastards are coming over hot and heavy there's never this much traffic here who's coming to vermont whoever they are they should leave well unless they're red state people in that in which case they should buy property and stay
1: yeah or at least outside of chittenden county no settle
2: in chittenden county so we can oh
1: oh i see yeah right what you're trying to accomplish
2: here look here goes another one do you hear it here's another one this is number six commercial jet that has gone over in 10 minutes.
1: I'm sorry that you have to suffer for it, but with the amount of screaming and emoting that I see about it in social media. I know. Um, <laughs> I kind of enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I get it. It, It's irritating me excessively right now because I'm trying to record a show. But honestly, most of the time, I don't notice the commercial jets. It's sort of like living next to the railroad tracks. They're not nearly as loud as they used to be. Jets are quieter. I mean, you can still hear them, but Mm. it's the military jets that really drive me crazy. Right. At any rate. Well, that's probably enough for one episode. Kevin, thank you for joining me for this. And listeners, thank you very much. If you would like to support our efforts, patreon.com slash disaffected or subscribestar.com slash disaffected. Take care, everyone.
0: Well, hello, listener. It's Mommy again. You're quite welcome for the fine program. Why don't you show some gratitude? Send Mommy some money on Patreon, patreon.com slash disaffected or subscribestar.com slash disaffected. You wouldn't want Mommy to starve, would you? And if you don't love your dear mother, you're not invited to find us on YouTube, Rumble, or Odyssey for our hottest weekly content. I guess this is goodbye forever.